재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. In recent years, illegal Chinese fishing boats operating in the Yellow Sea uh, have wreaked havoc on local fishery researchers uh, to the frustration of local South Korean fishermen. These Chinese boats have frequently resisted arrest by the Coast Guard, sometimes uh, through violent means. And it is a growing headache for the government, which is also concerned about the fallout of a potential diplomatic row with China. So to help us find out more about this situation, we are joined by Seoul National University law professor Lee Jae-min. Hello. Uh, hi, Andy. Good evening. Well, thank you for joining us once again, Professor. Thank How you. serious do you think is this problem of illegal, unreported and unregulated fishing activities by Chinese fishermen? The public's been aware of this. We get the news reports from time to time, but has it worsened in the recent few years? Uh, well, uh that 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 seems to be case. That seems to be the case, uh, Henry. So illegal, unreported, and unregulated fishing is usually called, uh, in short, IUU fishing. And unfortunately, IUU fishing has been a global phenomena, uh, and uh, this has been uh, considered as one of the uh, one of the most significant or urgent uh, matter that requires global attention. But at the same time, this particular issue of IUU fishing has been. Uh, has been uh, unfortunately increasing in Korean maritime zone, uh, mainly by the Chinese fishing boats, as you outlined, recently years. Certainly then, uh, if we're seeing anecdotally at least that things look like it's getting worse, as Mm -hmm. far as regulating or enforcement, do you feel that the Coast Guard, which up to now has tried to, I suppose, use a diplomatic or more humane uh, approach in terms of dealing with these illegal fishermen, that that has maybe... Worsen the situation. It's emboldened these uh, illegal fishermen to say, "Look, the the punishment's not that stiff. Uh, we're not going to face too much trouble. So we're going to just keep doing it." Uh, well, Henry. Uh, well, uh, well, we can observe the issue from many different angles, and I think maybe there is a certain aspect of that nature as well. But at the same time, in fact, I think I do not think that the Korean Coast Guard has employed soft. Uh, or lenient approach on this issue. Rather, uh, you know, what happens is that the Korean Coast Guard or law enforcement generally, uh, you know, with respect to this IU fishing activity, the law enforcement generally, including the Coast Guard, has been quite active in responding to the search of IU fishing activities by the Chinese fishing boats. So uh, I think the Korean authorities have been, you know, uh, working hard to deal with this issue. But the problem is uh, the, the sheer sheer number of fishing boats, sheer number of, you know, IUU fishing boats, and it's a dramatic a search in recent years. So it's, it's, it's more like the search of, uh, of IUU fishing boats and the lack of manpower and resources to adequately respond to the new situation. All right, that's a very important point indeed, then. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about a lot of the Korean fishermen, this is their livelihoods, and of course you don't want to deplete the resources there, right. so that is also a concern. But uh, it is sensitive. We, we've seen the tensions in the South China Sea as well. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there is the issue of Korea's sovereignty, its territorial integrity, at least with the maritime uh, borders. Do you believe the government can or should take a tougher, more zero-tolerance approach to these kind of issues? Uh, well, uh, Henry, that's, uh, well, that's a little bit sensitive uh, issue, uh, as, as you have already indicated. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, there are rules and there are procedures and norms to be followed uh, when the government authorities uh, respond to, uh, to, uh, to a situation or even illegal activities by, by non-nationals or foreigners. 
So in that respect, uh, even with respect to the IUU fishing, there are rules and, and procedures uh, to be followed by the Korean authorities. And uh, that requires that the authorities should be aware of the international norms and, inter and international rules uh, in dealing with IUU fishing boats from, from China. So I, I do not believe that uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, simply stronger approach would solve the problem. There are rules to be followed, uh, there are procedures to be adopted, but at the same time, uh, you know, to deal with all this new situation also requires a lot of logistical support. So on the one hand, there are rules to be adopted, but on the other, there's a, a drastic search of IU fishing boats. So from the perspective of maritime police or Coast Guard, uh, simply this is too much work for them. Right. Uh, speaking of those international norms, we talk about the mm -hmm. issues with Tokto and sometimes China making not only claims, but uh, there was an incident in the past where they tried to send an uh, expedition vessel there. I know that uh, when we talk about international organizations um, with those kind of issues, there's UNCLOS, right? The uh, mm -hmm. United Nations uh, Convention on the Law of the there Sea, um, uh, various other jurisdictions like right. the ICJ. What right. global bodies can we turn to for help if China continues to send these massive numbers of fishermen? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, UNCLOS, United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, you know, sets forth the basic rules for maritime uh, jurisdiction for, for the states. But at the same time, for this particular issue of IUU fishing, there is an international organization called FAO, UNFAO, Food and Agriculture Organization. And the FAO uh, and uh, regional fisheries management organization uh, in various maritime zones uh, globally, they do have, uh, you know, their task force uh, and, and they do have adopted, they, they have adopted their guidelines uh, to deter IUU fishing globally. So with respect to IUU fishing uh, in particular, uh, the, uh, these, uh, the, the FAO and regional fisheries management organizations are in charge uh, of uh, trying to uh, find a solution to this problem. What can we then do as a country as far as um, enforcing more mm -hmm. territorial control over these waters? You mentioned that the numbers are so great that uh, right. there, there's not enough resources, uh, but the budget, of, of course, is not necessarily available either. Mm -hmm. So is it a simple matter of putting more money into it or just more focus? Uh, well, I think... Both of them, you know, uh, from the perspective of a hardware uh, provision and also uh, from the software perspective as well, uh, the, we, the government may, may consider, you know, beefing up uh, the, the infrastructure to deal with this new situation. The, the, the IEU fishing was uh, quite uh, rare previously. Uh, at least uh, from the number of reported IU fishing activities in 2014, Henry, we have only we had only several cases, mm. but in 2015 we had as many as 120 cases uh, per year. But now in 2016, as of May, already we have 520 cases. Wow. So the number is skyrocketing, uh, and uh, to deal with this new new phenomenon, then uh, again. Perhaps the, the, the logistical support and hardware support is, is, is required, and manpower uh, and, and, and financial support is also uh, fundamental. Uh, and at the same time, uh, how, to, uh, how to streamline and how to, uh, to, to, to organize the law enforcement agencies in, in dealing with this new, this new phenomenon should also be considered as well. Diplomatically, how do we approach China on this? I mean, economically, the trade ties, this is such an important country to, I suppose, have 
good relations with, but at the same time, this is also mm-hmm. a very important issue. How do the diplomats and foreign policymakers uh, approach China with trying to find a solution to this? Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, diplomatic concentration is always a sector. Uh, in particular, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, a, a strong neighbor like China. So, uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, this IU fishing has reached a point where uh, we should find a solution uh, to to find a way to 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 to, to crack down uh, these illegal activities in Korea's maritime zone. So, for many years, uh, as we know, the Korean you know Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Korean Ministry of of maritime and fisheries agencies, Korean Ministry of Maritime and Fisheries have, you know, discussed with China uh, to deal with this particular issue, to find a solution to this problem. And this issue of IU fishing has been a a, a constant issue on 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 bilateral meeting for 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 some time now. So, uh, you know, Korea knows that uh, you know Korea knows that something should be done to deal with this issue. And, and importantly, China also know. Uh, China, is, China also is aware of the Korea's concern, and in fact, China has been saying that you know it has been doing its best to deal with this issue, to deter and to crack down IU fishing activities uh, by its own fishermen. But uh, but the, the problem is uh, again the surge of right. IU fishing activities uh, and the the number of fishing boats in maritime zones in right. the Yellow Sea simply you know uh, imposes too much burden on Korea and perhaps to, okay. to China as well. Certainly a difficult issue. Professor Lee, as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Seoul City News, up next.